Welcome to the Postscript Shorts. My name is Jeff Grasher, and I am the new uh, host for this series from the Postscript, where we interview students from the Living Faith Bible Institute uh, just to see what God has done, uh, what God is doing, how God has saved the students in our school, and how God is now equipping and preparing and, and even using the students in their local churches. And so this week, as we start this new chapter of the Postscript Shorts, I have the privilege of interviewing a friend of mine, a student in the Living Faith Bible Institute, someone that I've been able to do ministry with in our uh, local church here in Kansas City, and who's involved in the lives of other LFBI students and in the lives of people in our in our city, uh, just trying to win souls. He's trying to win souls and make disciples, and it's a, a cool privilege to get to sit down with our interviewee this this time, Michael Black. So welcome, Michael Black, to the Postscript Shorts. Hey, Jeff. Thanks for having me, man. Glad to have you. So tell us just a little bit about yourself. Where does God have you? What is God having you to do? What's your role in our local church here in KC? We just, we want to know uh, who is Michael Black? Well, I think maybe my biggest responsibility right now is uh, leading a Bible study. We're at uh, a university that's about 20 minutes from the church. And next, evangelism. I get to help one of my best friends, Lon, sort of facilitate evangelism, um, not just in our adult class, but for the whole church at large. And um, so I've been able to just follow Lon in ministry and sort of get many discipled by him in ministry. And I would say, lastly, I get to help with counseling at our church. You know, we have some members who are, you know, dealing with really hard things. And sort of uh, what I get to do is go to God's word, give them um, biblical principles, help them get a game plan for themselves so that they can know God's word, know his promises, and run with that so they can get out of the snare of the devil in their life. Um, so I'd say those are my biggest ministries right now. Yeah. I always kind of think it's really fascinating and um, it feels maybe unique to me that a lot of the Bible study leaders um, are, are leading Bible studies on campuses, on you know local campuses here in town. But you're not a, you don't go to school at Park University. So uh, you're, you're a working man. You have a career already. Tell, tell us a little bit about that and maybe what that dynamic is like going from, you know, the corporate world and then having ministry outreach on a campus. Yeah. So I'm an engineer uh, just by trade um, at one of the local firms uh, here in Kansas City. And, um, you know, nine to five and uh, sort of trying to own that field as best as I can and, and do it well. Um, but, you know, for me and a lot of the people in our Bible study, um, you know, we don't necessarily go to Park University. Um, what we've sort of had to do is use our lunch breaks to go to the campus and evangelize and meet students and because Park University is a bit of a ghost town after 2 p.m. Uh, so it's it's sort of hard to reach in that aspect. So we sort of have to go 
out of our way and trust the Lord that that time gap that we have lunch, that we'll meet students. And um, God has been faithful in that. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's sort of the trade-off and dynamic. Um, but man, it's, it is worth it. It's pretty cool that we, we have a sister who is, um, her name's Kirsten and she plays basketball at Park University and she's a student. So that's sort of our, sort of our end to, to evangelizing and having a Bible study that meets on campus. That's cool. Yeah, I know Kirsten. She was in the student ministry with us uh, for about a year and a half or so. And sweet girl. And it's cool. It's cool. You guys get to partner, and you got that team there, winning souls. So you're a soul winner. I mean, that's that's a, a big part of um, your role, I think, just in the church, which should be the role of, I mean, everybody should be a soul winner, right? Um, but you're about it. You're you're about evangelism and you're about outreach and you're about service. You're one of the uh, one of the most humble men that I know and, and I admire that about you, just meek and, and a quiet spirit. Um, but maybe tell us, how did you get there? Like you're a soul winner, but when was your soul won? What is your story of salvation? Who won your soul to Christ? Uh, maybe you can tell us a little bit about that story. Yeah. Um, so growing up, I, uh, was always raised in, in church. You know, my mom, uh, was sort of the, the spiritual leader in our house. Um, she was intentional to, to take us, um, to church and, to, you know, make sure we read our Bible and, you know, things like that. Um, but I would say for me, it wasn't very, it wasn't my own faith. I was sort of just following her and doing what she sort of just recycling what she did. Um, but you know, uh, after, after Sunday service, you know, Monday through Saturday, I was just living, living for myself. And, um, you know, that trend of six days a week living for me Sunday, quote unquote, living for God, that, that trend sort of happened, um, all the way up until I was 16. And long story short, um, man, my mom was uh, just a huge part of my life. I always went to her for encouragement and love. And But um, one day when I was 16, um, she sort of had uh, like, she thought it was just back pain and it turned out to be uh, an aortic tear, which is a life-threatening um, disease. And the doctors were only giving her a few hours to live. Um, and in that moment, uh, me and my other siblings, we were really sort of taken aback and shocked and I was getting really emotional. Um, but you know, whenever my mom got that news, she was, she had this faith that was just like, I couldn't understand how much joy that she had. She was at peace with dying. She was at peace with um, you know, seeing the Lord and, you know, she kept repeating like, okay, it's, it's going to be okay, guys. Jesus has me. And, um, I was sort of just surprised by that and didn't understand it. Man, praise God. She got a full recovery. Uh, but for three months she had to stay in the hospital. And, and over those three months, um, the Lord was really pressing on my heart and, sort of like I was comparing my 
my reaction to bad news and to death versus hers. And it sort of showed that I didn't actually know Christ. I hadn't trusted Christ with my eternity like she did. And um, so about three months later after that, um, you know, I got to church and I, I met my, with my youth pastor and um, I called on Christ to save me. Um, and I trusted him with my soul. And uh, it was just right after that, I just felt so much peace and comfort. And man, I, I'm just, just, just full of joy, you know, sort of like how my mom was, you know, but, but it was mine. Now I actually had made that decision for myself. That's beautiful. How old were you? Like 16. Okay. So that was almost 10 years ago. How did you get to the place where you are now, where you're uh, a soul winning disciple making um, man, adult man? How did you get here? Yeah, man. I knew that I had trusted Christ with my eternity, but I really didn't know how to live day to day. So, uh, you know, I thought, you know, being a Christian was, you know, you go to church, you, you serve and you obey your mom and then you sit in a pew, listen to the pastor and, and live the rest of your life. Eight months after I had gotten saved and baptized, um, the church shut down um, sort of out of nowhere and come to find out it was because of a moral failure in our, in our pastoral leadership. And then about a year later, man, I was going off to college um, and um, it was just a, a really quick transition and I was a baby Christian and was sort of cynical um, towards going to church again because of that past experience. But what's cool is like two weeks, um, as I'm at college at UMKC and this guy named Alvaro is walking up to me with a fanny pack full of gospel tracks. And he shares the gospel with me and asks me if I'm, if I'm saved. And I said, yeah, I'm saved and invites me to a Bible study. Um, but my mind was just so fixed on school and all that. So I, I sort of ignored him. I was like, ah, maybe. Um, and then two months after that, um, this guy named Miles in the rec center at UMKC, he invited me to Bible study, sort of did the same thing. And I ignored him too. Um, so that was, that was all my freshman year. And then, you know, two years later, my junior year, I run into this guy named Romeo and he invites me to Bible study and, you know, you know, this, 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 this thing, like this pressure to just, just try it out in my heart was like beating. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll try it out, man. When I get there, I see miles, I see Romeo and it's all coming full circle that all these guys go to the same church. And, um, so yeah, that was, uh, like January, 2020, um, I started getting plugged into Bible study and I started discipleship uh, about uh, in July of 2020. That's cool. It's cool to hear the different guys who reached out to you and like yeah. all three guys are, are, you know, they're soul winners or just doing the work, just faithful guys trying to invite others into, into yeah. the word. And that's pretty sweet. So who discipled you? Uh, Miles did. Miles Shield did. <laughs> he is uh, just been he's just been a blessing to me. 
and one of the biggest things that that he did it was before we were even in discipleship you know because 2020 happened and uh you know february you know you have the super bowl party and that was sort of my first kaya event in, in kansas city but when march comes around in 2020 you know the whole COVID scare and i have to go back home to st louis because they're kicking all the students outside of their dorm so from march until around june um you know i just kept coming to bible study virtually um but man end of june i get a knock on the door and it's it's miles Cheadle, it's it's his wife it's romeo and and and, and his wife now um and we just go out and we we just get some food we go antiquing in st louis and we just get to hang out with one another and uh like they traveled four hours just to invest in me and to check on me and um that was just such a blessing and it showed me his heart and that just translated into discipleship and uh, how intentional he was just for me to be with him and for him to invest uh, the word of God into me. Um, so I'm grateful for that brother, man. Wow. That's really, that's quite an investment. I mean, that's like, he set the bar really high. Man, praise the Lord. So, so now you're leading Bible study and, you know, you're trusting God for whatever he wants to, to do in your life. And so you're just trusting God one step at a time to build you into the leader um, and discipler and the soul winner that he wants you to be. But talk a little bit just um, in closing here about how does LFBI, how does your Living Faith Bible Institute education, how does that help equip? How does that um, prepare? How is that training you? I mean, how is that impacting, um, you know, your ministry, but, but even your personal life too? How does, how does LFBI play a part? Man, LFBI is, has just been so important to me. Uh, you know, first it, it really helped me rightly divide his word. Having that baseline gives you like help, help me see principles on leadership on how to submit to leaders, um, how to evangelize and, you know, you know, how to biblically reach souls. It sort of changed how I view God's word, not just as a book, but as, you know, a, a practical book that I can apply to my life. But also like, you know, right now in the evangelism ministry, um, and uh, our, our desire is that we would train up two specific guys um, over the next year to lead our evangelism outreaches uh, for half the year. Um, so we have a group chat and they're always asking me questions about, you know, doctrine, about, you know, practical things about like how to reach a Muslim. And L LFBI is such a great resource for me that I, I don't have to just give them my fleshly wisdom but I can go to his word. I can, I can look at these classes, look at old notes and glean like biblical answers to give them. Um, that isn't just fluff, but it, it's, it's truly God's word. You know, just thinking about Park University, um, you're, we, we were going into a w new work um, last year 
uh, LFBI and specifically the, the Moses and Elijah uh, class um, that's, that was just talking about breaking down their lives and just seeing how it translated to leadership and, and being a pastor and having the heart of a shepherd. Um, it just gave me vision for, for how to lead our Bible study into that new field. Um, so, so things like that that are super practical just help me um, immensely. Yeah, that's great. That's that's I found that to be also the benefit going through classes and you know you're asked questions or you're trying to invest in in those who are following you as you follow Christ and you want to you know you don't want to just give them an answer from your head and from your experiences. You know that's probably the that's probably in my flesh my go to is just well this is what I've experienced or this is what I've seen. And we want so much more for discipleship. We want it to be, you know, this is what the word says, because we know that that's the power. And that's where the real training and equipping and, and the real the real ministry is going to get done. Um, it's by the word. And yeah, that's, that's awesome. Praise the Lord. So, Michael, last question. This is tradition. Uh, has to be asked, should be asked. It's a good question. Uh, but it's a two-part question. So, number one... Uh, do you have a favorite LFBI class? Is there a favorite class that you've taken? And then do you have a favorite uh, postscript episode? Yeah. Um, I would say class. It's sort of a tie between servant leadership and methods of evangelism. Those two have just completely um, been like I still go to them to this day. And it's been you know a year since I've, I've taken them both. Um, so those have been super helpful for me. Um, and then the postscript episode, um, I really enjoyed uh, whenever Pastor Best um, was intentionally like going through scripture and was like talking about the different people groups in the Bible. Um, so how to study the Bible and rightly divide that. That, that was so good. And I, I love Pastor Best as a, as a teacher. Um, so. Um, that was right up my alley. Yeah, good stuff. Michael, thank you for joining us here on the Postscript Shorts. You're a good friend of mine, and um, I appreciate you being on the show with us. Thank you, dude, and uh, love you, Ben. And we want to thank you for joining us on this episode. Uh, if anything stood out to you, maybe you were particularly encouraged, um, we want to invite you to, to, to look through our other videos, to listen to other uh, podcasts uh, from the Postscript. Uh, there's a lot of encouraging stories, a lot of encouraging testimonies, and a lot of really insightful and instructional things that have been discussed um, previously. But also, maybe you're looking for a place that you can grow in your your biblical education, and maybe you're looking for a systematic way to 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 learn theology. Well, the Living Faith Bible Institute is a place for you. Uh, to, to plug in and to get that education uh, that's benefiting hundreds of students all over the world. And uh, so you can go, you can check that out at lfbi.org. And there you'll find all the, the courses being offered this spring, the courses being offered in the summer, uh, this summer. And you can check out who we are and what we're about. And maybe you'll find your place here with us. But um, until next time, thanks for joining. And uh, we'll see you when we see you.
Thanks for listening to The Postscript. If you enjoy the show, please leave us a rating and review in order to help other people find our podcast. If you value this show, please help us continue creating content by supporting Living Faith Bible Institute at lfbi.org support.